What's up, people? This is You're Not Listening, the podcast that teaches you how to actively listen to music one song at a time. I'm your host, Sean O'Loughlin, along with my dad, Jim O'Loughlin. Today, we got something a little different for you. We got a bonus episode for St. Patrick's Day. I know it's kind of coming out late in the afternoon on St. Patrick's Day, but this information is good any time of year when you listen to it because it's just super interesting. So last episode, I mentioned how we wanted to do an episode talking about Irish sessions and session tunes because it's really kind of an interesting complicated facet of cultural music and we reached out to Shannon Heaton who is the host of Irish Music Stories podcast and she agreed to come on and have a chat with us about session tunes, Irish sessions, everything that goes into it. She even pulled out a flute and played some of the tunes for us so we can get an idea of what we're talking about when we talk about these types of tunes. So it was a really cool conversation. I hope you enjoy it. Hope you learned something. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Hopefully you can join us later today for our online St. Patrick's Day party since we're all kind of stuck at home, but stay healthy, stay safe. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Get on the floor! Anyone who's listened to the last episode probably heard me talking about a podcast called Irish Music Stories, and we were lucky enough. You know, we talked about, Dad, you remember we talked about having an episode where we go into session tunes and Irish sessions and we find that yes. interesting. So like we want to explain how that works to our audience and we are lucky enough to have the host of Irish Music Stories on the show, Shannon Heaton. Thanks for joining us, Shannon. Thanks for having me. And uh, Shannon is here to give us a little bit of education around Irish sessions and session tunes and all of the intricacies that go into it. But before we do that, we want to hear about your show and what you do and how you got into session tunes and trad music and all that. Sure. Well, I'm an Irish flute player and I sing. Uh, so I love to play Irish tunes. And uh, the coolest thing about playing this music is it's a community social music, you know. So if you have a vocabulary of common tunes, you can go into an Irish session anywhere in the world and it is played all over the world. And you can just sit down and connect with people on a very wow. high musical level. It's a really lovely, lovely thing. So I kind of wanted to share this music that I like. I love the way that it sounds. I love the, the way that it feels. But also I like um, the whole bigger picture of it. You know, the whole fact that it is this community thing, that it is shared, that there's a lot more than just these tunes that we're playing together. There are stories behind the tunes. So I put together a show called Irish Music Stories, and I say it's the show about traditional music and the bigger stories behind it, because that's what I explore. Every month I take something a big topic like immigration or parenting or humor, and I explore it through an Irish music and dance lens. And you've made you've played music with people all over the world, like I, you I you've walked the walk. You don't just talk the talk. <laughs> How long have you been playing trad music? <laughs> well, a uh, long time. I started when I was a kid playing music. I played a little bit of trad music, um, and also just like played in the school band. And then uh, when I got to college, I really buckled down and I studied. Irish music, um, well studied. I learned Irish tunes from my neighbor who was a really great player. And I started going over to Ireland and just really, um, you know, just learning it. And it's really like, wow. um, it's like a language. You learn this vocabulary and you learn how to use it and you learn how to speak fluently. And then again, you can kind of go all over, but you have to learn all the tunes first. And so for me, learning the tunes was going over to Ireland and uh, I had a backpack and I had a tape recorder 
and <laughs> not a lot of money. Um, so I really rationed my food and I hitched rides everywhere <laughs> and I would just go every night and learn tunes and, and I'd and, record them sometimes. And you were welcomed from all these places all over the over the country as this new person come in, you could just sit in, just fully immersion. Yeah, I really was. You know, wow, also I tried to be respectful. You know, I'd show sure. up. I wouldn't just like start jamming away. You know, I'd listen. Um, I'd right. introduce myself. Um, I tended to go back to the same place over and over again. So, you know, after a few nights of me showing up, listening, playing the tunes I knew, recording a few, coming back the next night, I knew a couple more that I learned the, the day before. Um, you know, people got the memo, I think, pretty early that I yeah, was yeah. serious, that I really liked it, that true I wanted to learn. Yeah. And they really took me under their wing. True grassroots, indeed. Wow, wow. Now, where were you when you when you first started doing that? What part of the country? Well, I really, I first went to Ennis in County Clare. Yep. Because I had a friend who said, hey, go look up my friends in Ennis in County Clare. <laughs> and I did travel around a little bit throughout Clare and Galway, but I just kind of parked it. In Ennis. I met really? so many nice people and I didn't need to go anywhere else. I mean, I wow. just, I, when I would go for three months of every winter and I found that three months even wasn't long enough to just, you know, really wow. um, dig in as deeply as I wanted. But I really did become connected with this community of players there. I was oh. very much welcomed and I learned stuff from them and yeah. And you've had some of those folks on your show. I have indeed. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Mm. Now, that's awesome. Does, is Ennis known as a hotbed for for music, or is it pretty typical of? I mean, we we spent a lot of time in, when we went. A lot of time we went to, to, to Doolin for four days because we wanted to get <laughs> immersed in 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 the, link, in the uh, music as well. Is Ennis known for that? Ironically, when we were uh, when we went to to Dublin, um, Sean was at a, a trade show, and one of the players in that who he got to know, Josh O'Laughlin, hilarious. <laughs> Um, yeah. So we went up, obviously, and introduced ourselves. He was from Ennis. And he was saying how you have to go to Ennis. It's such a really you know big place for music. And we never got there. But he, he was talking all about Ennis as well. Well, the whole West Coast of Ireland is very well known for traditional music. And Ennis is one of the bigger towns and has a high concentration of great musicians. Also, there are a lot of pubs and pubs that hire musicians. So people tend to flock there. And nice. it's a very livable yeah. town. It's not very large, but, you know, it's got a lot going on. But wow, Doolin is a really fun music town too. It's tiny, you know. There are it two is. pubs, yeah. but they're well. That's what I was gonna say. It's not. Uh, it's yeah. not hard for it's for towns to to be considered larger towns. <laughs> yeah, uh, over on the, on the west side. Yeah, Clare though. All throughout Clare, there are wonderful music towns: Kelfenora, Tulla, Doolin, Ennis. These are really magical towns for the music. And then in Galway too, um, Galway City, but also mm-hmm. um, Lochray and. Um, just there are tons and tons of all throughout Connemara, a lot of little towns you probably would never have heard of Clifton and um, Spittle, all these little towns. There's terrific Irish music and singing um, in the west of Ireland. But, you know, the rest of Ireland, um, there are pockets. Donegal in Dublin, you got Cork and Kerry down in the southwest. <laughs> Huge for the music, for traditional music. Mm. But it's not like that everywhere in Ireland. You know, a lot of people listen to country and Western music or they listen to pop music. And, you know, a lot yeah. of Irish people know nothing about Irish traditional music. Really? I think you could say that about some of the traditional music that we have here in America, too. Some of the original, the old bluegrass stuff or the, the jazz stuff. I mean, yeah, 
Totally. Uh, you got to wonder if people think of American music, they think of like New Orleans jazz and like where people in Boston are not usually listening to New Orleans jazz music <laughs> on the regular. Yeah. So yeah. I get that. I mean, we were in, so we were in Dublin for a week while I was working and we went to a couple places looking for music and our, we wanted to find traditional music um, because I was really into the trad music at that point too. I just, I just started trying to learn how to play some of these tunes recently but um i loved listening to it and i love the culture and immersing myself surrounding myself with it so we went searching for music we couldn't find much in dublin beyond um kind of the touristy stuff so we rented a car and drove cross country to the west side and we hit a bunch of little towns and we finally found some pubs that you know 9 nine thirty, people just started showing up and playing music and it was it was really really cool because it felt super authentic more than we see here in where we are um it feels very here it feels very like scheduled and set up and like staged almost uh, a lot of times and it felt really natural in in doolin which was pretty cool yeah so you know we we're throwing around some terms that we maybe we should back up a little bit when we say something like trad music we're talking about the traditional that's what trad is short for traditional yeah, yeah traditional um, <laughs> music tends to be like dance tunes, like jigs and reels. Those all have corresponding dances. Um, right. And traditional Irish music is also um, a song tradition too. A lot of song <clears throat> ballads, songs that tell stories, songs that are unaccompanied in the Irish language. That's what Irish Gaelic is referred to as Irish in Ireland. They don't call it Gaelic. They call it Irish. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So we actually talked about that in our last episode. That's kind oh, of yay. what sparked this whole the whole idea for this is, um, you know, the different types of tunes and you know how they're how those are used in regard to the difference between tunes and songs and and ballads and that. And so when we're looking at like a, a traditional when we're looking at traditional Irish tunes, what I find super interesting is that there are these different types, like there's there's jigs and there's reels and there's hornpipes and there's all these different things. And they're mostly based on the time signatures because they do correspond with dances, like you said, right? So yeah. can we get a quick breakdown of some of those and how they work? And then maybe we can toss in a few example recordings afterwards. Yeah, um, sure. So people can kind of hear the difference. I was yeah. telling my dad earlier, the one thing that I remember learning <laughs> was like with a jig, you, you can sing it by saying the word banana and you can sing any any jig <laughs> here right? um, wait just one second i'm going to get an oral uh, i'm going to get some things to to use an example just one second okay all right so um yeah it's cute you know in irish music um tunes are the ones without words mm-hmm. and songs are the ones with words oh good i didn't get it wrong i was right <laughs> yeah yeah and so if well somebody comes if somebody hears me play a tune on my flute and says oh what's that song called I think that's great that they're interested. And I also kind of presume that maybe they don't totally know about Irish traditional music because they're calling it a song. But um, different tune types. So um, a jig, if you can say elegant elephant, elegant elephant, right? One, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, like. Is that better than banana? Okay. (laughs) I think so. So for example, here's a jig. One, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, four, five, six, versus a reel that you can go, it sounds more like a choo choo train. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so that you can say, that's a real. What is the sound? It's a clock. Could you hear that clock? It was not with my real, man. And then you might find something like a hornpipe. And that goes 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 9, 10, 11, 12. Like... Boy, that's not very clear. Anyway, it'll do. That's we, we, yeah, we get it. That's that one's hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they, they all do yeah, sound like very that, different. You explained it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there are and, many And I more... feel like it's easier when you're playing to really get in that rhythm. You know, there's a lot of musicians that I know just from playing in in rock bands and stuff like that who don't actually, you know, they're not classically trained and they don't actually understand the idea behind time signatures and and keys and all that stuff. But they they figure it out because they kind of get into the groove and i feel like when you tell someone there's 12 beats in this measure that sounds really difficult yeah but if you're playing it and you're kind of you know when you play it all together with a big group of people everyone kind of falls into that zone where they're they're almost not thinking about it they're just playing as one and it doesn't yeah and you hear it more as feel like individual one a two a three a four a one a two a three a four right and it's going to just feel more natural and you're going to be able to play it even though what you're playing is something that is technically very intricate yeah which is pretty cool yeah that's neat so in in that situation you go and you sit in and you know the decision is to play a reel or you know or a hornpipe whatever how long how many bars how often do you is it a, is it a gift? Because those some of those tra- traditional tunes, tunes. You already did that. Mm, good, yeah. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> can go on forever and do. Yeah. So well, there's phrases, right? There's like an that, A phrase and a B phrase, and then you. But yeah. then it comes back to the A phrase again. Then you can yeah. you can repeat it for 20 minutes. How how, yeah. do you, how do you know? Good question. And sometimes when you're just looking on, and you maybe yourself don't know the tunes, it all just seems like one big long thing. Right. Every, it's like a conversation, you know, like uh, different groups and different evenings and different people have different styles. And, you know, when you go to a party, you jump in and you just kind of like suss out where everybody's at. And if everybody's kind of um, joking around with each other, maybe you'll tend to be on the jokey side. If everybody's talking politics, maybe you'll <laughs> go get a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> I'll, I'll be at the cooler. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. So you go, um, with, you go with the flow, obviously. But then, is yeah. there a, is there an official, unofficial leader who will kind of give the nod, and then we're going to kind of bring it home? I mean, how does? Yeah, good. Again, good questions. Um, so, looking on, you'd kind of have to train your powers of observation and say, "Huh, how are they organizing themselves?" Because there are many different ways to do it. One classic way might be to have one or two leaders. They decide what tunes we're going to do. They kind of call the shots as to when we're changing from one tune to the next. And then maybe they might invite someone to uh, contribute at some point. But, you know, a little bit more like ordered like that. So you might have a session like that. In that case, if I were the host of the session, I might say, okay, we're going to play this jig that's in D. That's one A part. I think I've heard that one. And then we do that A part again. (laughs) And then we go on to the B part. (laughs) 
play that B part again. Right. Then we do the whole shebang again. A-A-B-B. A-A-B-B. And then I might give the nod. And then we might go into the tune that I had suggested. Then we're going to go into... Because I think that would make a really awesome change. Right. So I so decide now is the time that we're going to go into that G <laughs> tune. And it's going to be a great change. And, and, and is the configuration always A-A-B-B? Or is it set, you set the tone per, it's, it's That's the most common, that's the is most it? common okay. form. The tunes mm-hmm. kind of have set forms. And the most common is A-A-B-B. Yep. There are three-part tunes, though, A-A-B-B-C-C. There are single four-part tunes, A-B-C-D. Um, but you just learn that as you learn the tunes. Right. Right. And then, so, and you put them in sets, right? So yep. you'll take... Maybe you'll you'll take like two or three jigs and you'll do yeah. you'll put them together and, and you just kind of need to make eye contact with everyone so you know when you're switching to the next one yep. and stuff like that. And right? when you have a clear leader, it's kind of easy because you know when she's calling the change. When right. it's a little bit more you of know a who to look for to, all, yeah. you don't know who to look to. So you just got to kind of keep your eyes open and just kind of pay attention. Um, so that's one way that it can work. It's just, just kind of have a clear leader decides like, okay, these are two great tunes. It's going to be a great change. And then me as the leader, maybe I'm playing that first tune three, four times around. And then I'm just feeling it like, let's make the change. And then we make the change and it's exciting. And woo! Yeah, yeah. you need to feel something. And then that one person realizes they don't know that second tune and they have to bow out. There you and- go. Ideally. Cause there's, because there's protocol <laughs> and there's, it, there's right. etiquette, right? Or they there's just a... keep playing and they're totally in the wrong key and they ruin the whole thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> no. So have have you ever been in a session where someone is just has thinks they know what they're doing but they don't, and they're they start off with a jig and then they try to like start playing a reel and everyone just falls apart and yeah, I sure have break breaks their legs and runs away. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. I've been um, I've seen it all. I mean, no, I haven't seen it all. I'm sure, unfortunately. Um, but I've seen, or fortunately, yeah, lots of um, lots of uh, missteps, and. You know, it's not always the person who is the new player who doesn't know all the tunes. That's not necessarily a deal breaker. That doesn't necessarily bring anything down. It can be really lovely to have a newer player. Maybe the person doesn't have tons of tunes, but, you know, like plays the ones that he knows, contributes to the jokes in between the tunes. You know, it's nice. It's good crack. It's it's good fun to have Mm -hmm. that. And then you might have somebody who is even a better player. But maybe not terribly observant or who gets a little carried away and is a little anxious to, uh, I don't know. Um, Playing a little fast. Or... Yeah, or just like maybe doesn't have a strong sense of self-worth and, you know, is just trying to <laughs> find any win that he can. I don't know. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And, Shows off, yep. Yeah, in that case, it can really be a super bummer, you know, if that person really yeah. doesn't know the tune but insists on playing in any way or plays a little too fast and just like not going with the flow of what everybody else is doing. Now, you can imagine, you know, the, the yeah. longer you play with the group, the more chemistry, the, the more fun it is, etc. And uh, I have a feeling you probably have more success stories than those bummer stories. I think so. Of, of just the community coming together and having a good time playing. Yeah. yeah, I think so. When you have history with somebody, there is that bigger story. It's not just about these tunes. You know, it's about yeah. all the different places that you played them and probably the, you know, late night, whatever, um, chip shop run that you made that <laughs> had a funny story attached to it because you maybe had got really jolly at the session, you know, whatever, maybe you had a bit to drink at the session and it turned out to be hilarious. Right, um, but right. all that kind of goes into the music too. 
But it can be really fun to play with somebody that you've just met. There can be something really yeah. just giddy and like um, really life affirming about that. You know, just like, wow. I was in Tokyo in May and um, I played in a couple of great sessions and there were people, there were times where there was no English in the room and we had a great time and like connected so wonderfully through the music. I just love that. Universal language. You know, someone should start a podcast that tells these kind of stories. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) Somebody out of of Medford maybe. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's a good place to yeah. Irish music sure. story. Sounds like a hey, good idea. Could it, nah, no yeah. fly. Nah. Write that down. <laughs> Write that down. Um, so, um, I, I like how you, you got into some of the, you know, I don't know how to how to explain it, but when I started looking into learning these some of these tunes and I was just, I, I was trying to figure out what instrument I wanted to, to play and what I was, you know, I, I went to a slow session meetup group and... I brought my guitar and I was just strumming. I was just doing like a, a accompaniment and um I was like I really need to play these melodies and I need to learn something. And so I started looking into it and everything I'm looking at it's 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 it felt very hostile and very protective and very um and it didn't, you know, it didn't make me shy away from it. It didn't scare me away from it, Good. but but it, you know, there's clearly some unwritten rules some etiquette some strong uh, etiquette that is involved in this and so can you kind of explain a little bit around maybe that some of that stuff you know if you want to join a session or if you're just starting to get into it and you're trying to join the community what are some kind of the ways that somebody can have an experience like you did where you're embraced by this community and you can feel encouraged to to keep going Yeah, well, I think it's akin to any kind of social gathering and any kind of community Mm -hmm. that you're interested in getting into. You know, if you want to join a running group and you show up and you're just really taking over, like, let's go this route and let's go my speed and let's, you know, I mean, that would be obnoxious. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, you join a running group, you have easy conversation with people, maybe you stick with general topics when you're running. Maybe you go the medium speed of everybody, the medium distance of everybody, and it's good. Um, Same with the conversation. You know, you've got like, you kind of want to go along with how things, how people are comfortable. So I think that is the biggest uh, thing. You know, when you first sit down to an Irish session, you know, there, you could think of it as rules or you could just introduce yourself be honest, you know, hey, I'm new mm-hmm. to this music, really eager to learn. I mean, hey, hi, I'm Sean. I'm new to this music, but I really like it and I really want to learn. You know, mind if I sit in? Hey, Sean, yeah. would love to have you sit in. That's awesome. Tell me more about yourself. You live in New Hampshire? That's fantastic. Um, I'm really excited for you to be playing this music. And then if, um, you know, you had a little misstep, maybe you started something and you were in the wrong key, I might... Um, you know, see that you are quick to humor. And I might say, Sean, man, what key did you think that was in? Because <laughs> it wasn't F- that one. F, sh- F sharp. <laughs> <laughs> you might then pick up on the fact that I'm giving you a little um, cop on that it's not in that key. Right. And then I'm suggesting yeah. that you don't play in the key that it isn't in. <laughs> but, you know, no and need if you to be continue, nasty about it. And if you continue, you can leave now. Thank you very much for coming. Yeah. <laughs> 
(laughs) But if you take the hint, you know, and you're like, oh, that's cool. All right. You know, D, that's cool. Maybe I'll try D next time. Um, (laughs) You know, I'd again notice like, okay, Sean's a quick study. Sean wants to get it right. You know, I would be endeared to that and I'd want to give you pointers along the way. Um, So, I mean, I think the number one rule is just treat it like any social gathering and just introduce yourself, be polite, be kind, probably observe before jumping right in, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, probably ask questions. You're probably still going to be met with a few guarded um, reactions. responses, okay. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, some people are uh, protective of this music because that's that's what it felt like it. and it's it's also people talking anonymously on the internet in forums and stuff so you, you they're, they're yeah. gonna always be more aggressive than they are in person so yeah the internet is super rough you know i mean the internet is crazy because there's so much information out there and some of it is really great and some of mm. it is um you know it's maybe uh coming from people who don't have a lot of playing experience. They've just, you know, gone to the Wikipedia pages. Right. <laughs> um, so, you Instant know. experts, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd, um, you know, and there's oftentimes, even those people are very well-meaning. You know, they really like mm. the music and they um, want to give people information about it, I guess. But I would say, yeah, you know, just um, take good care to introduce yourself. Be kind don't play too much. And um, if still you're greeted by a few people who are who seem very protective, know that they might be that way because they absolutely love this music and they have a really tight knit community and they're playing music on a really high level and they mm. don't want anything to jeopardize that. Nice. Okay. Um, yeah. Interesting. So again, it could be coming from a place of love for the music and respect for the fellow community members. But again, it's a even really with, interesting way to look at it. Yeah. yeah, even with that crowd, though, let's say they were real guarded and, you know, I don't know about this Sean coming in. He's not very <laughs> experienced with Irish music and he's going to bring our session way down. And maybe people are thinking, but Sean keeps coming and Sean has good jokes between the tunes. And it seems like, you know, he takes the hint when we say, Sean, it's not an F sharp, dude. <laughs> um, you know, it takes us being open and honest and direct with you. And not passive aggressive. So if we can be kind of gracious to you and you can be gracious to us, I'm going to see, wow, Sean keeps coming back. And then Sean's going to start to learn more. And then, you know, I might say, hey, you know, we're all meeting at this pub uh, next week. You should come by, you know, bring the guitar. Or I might say, you should come by. Don't bring the guitar. <laughs> yeah. Please. But We're playing way, this pub next week and no one shows because you're not really playing at that pub. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Either way, I think on both ends of the spectrum, maybe more experienced players who want to safeguard uh, what they got and newer mm-hmm. players who are eager to learn. I mean, I think, you know, it, it's only more fun and it's only good when more people are learning the music. Right. And that's the culture, yeah. correct? Oh, of yeah. welcoming new people into the fold and into the fam- yeah. family and the community. So, so once once you're in that session, and then you know these, they're playing regularly. What what is some of the etiquette surrounding the session itself? You know, if there is a leader, you don't just start playing your own sets without you know. Like, what what is some of the etiquette around yeah. that? Because there there needs to be some of that in there. And I'm just it's it's a interesting dynamic that I've just been hearing totally. a little bit about on your show and reading about online and things like that. So. Yeah, well, again, you use your powers of observation and you notice how is this mm-hmm. session organized? Looks like there's a clear leader. Let the person lead and do your best to, you know, follow along and not get in the way. If you don't know the tune, don't play it or, you know, play quietly. 
Um, and then if it looks like the kind of session where they're asking for input, maybe wait to be asked for the input. Again, if you don't know the tunes, don't play them. If you know only three, play those three. And then still, you're part of the session. You can have conversation in between the tunes and you'll learn more. You know, if you have three this week, maybe you learn one and then you got four next week. Um, if it's the kind of, so another kind of session might be um, people seem to be taking turns starting tunes or um, you just can't really suss out what the order is. If you're not sure, you know, just, just keep back, watching. Yeah. It'll become clear. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So this is the stuff that fascinates me with, with all of this. I think it's really super interesting. And um, it is because you get to be an ethnographer, you know, and that's what we should all be more <laughs> in life anyway. Yes, yes. You know, yeah. like if you're at the grocery store in the queue there and there's a really um, pleasant cashier and the person in front of you is very rude to the cashier and you see that the cashier is a little bit upset you know, like it doesn't yeah. take um, great powers of observation to see this is a kind person whose day was just squished yes. a little bit. It doesn't take much to say, hey, you know, that was kind of rough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, ready for a reset? You want yeah. me to buy you some gum? Yeah. <laughs> Practice and empathy. Good I've stuff. never bought it. I've never said, do you want me to buy you some gum? That just came to me off the top of my head. <laughs> I bet I bet you're going to think about that next time you go grocery that's shopping. Right, that you're going right. to see a pack Here's of gum and you're going to be like, <laughs> yeah. that's the next time. Um, that's right. So, so Sean, can I just ask a quick question? I'm yeah, sorry yeah, to step yeah, on you for a second. No, um, no, you're fine. Those rules, the etiquette, the I mean, obviously, the, the, it's the power of being respectful and being honest and and slowly coming in and and kind of um, respecting what's already there before you can kind of join. Different yeah. in in Medford versus. Ennis worldwide um, kind of or, or Tokyo or whatever or is or is it do you kind of get different nuances and different feels I mean if you go over to Ireland is it so much more hardcore that you have to kind of approach it differently when you go there for three months you have to kind of ease your way into it I mean the, the situations like that different uh yeah, good question. At the more hardcore sessions in the Boston area with very seasoned players who have spent a lot of time in Ireland. Hard to crack it, into that. It tends to run a lot like uh, seasoned sessions in Ireland. Um, in the Boston area uh, where you have meetups with people who are newer to the music, it tends to run a lot like some of the student sessions or all level sessions in Ireland. So it's not so much a regional thing. I think it's more an a, a experiential level okay. thing. Okay. And so the sessions that I have played, the very high level sessions that I've played in Tokyo and Boston and Chicago and Ennis would have a lot more in common than particular sessions that are really um, tooled for students of Irish music in the Boston area. Gotcha. Okay. And you wouldn't know that unless you go in and observe, pay attention, or that's the, the circuit that you have to, you've, you've learned about. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a real crapshoot, you know, you never really know what you're getting and that's kind of the fun of it. Right. And there are some sessions that just seem like, wow, these are not very experienced players. And yet you can sit mm. down and have a great, lovely evening of tunes. Right. They're not playing too fast. They're not yeah. fancy. But they're fun. They're funny. And then, you know, you can have a session in Dublin that's really fast and it's great players, but they just don't, they seem a little, they could seem maybe a little humorless, for example. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. You know? Well, Too serious. T music, is, music is more than notes on a page and, you know, it's, it's about the feel and it's about the community with something like this. So Yeah. Have you found that, 
the tunes are played kind of differently in different regions or different areas as well. Like if you were, if you were to play one specific tune in Boston and play that same tune in Ireland and play that same tune in Tokyo, is there going to be like different, I guess like almost like regional, like musical dialects in the way that they're, they're played. And people who are not musicians may not kind of understand that. But like when you, you you play a certain, a certain riff or a certain tune, a certain song in, in your own playing style that you play with with your band or with your, a group of people, um, and then other people play that same song. It might have a different feel just because of the way that they have always played it together. Is that is that something that is noticeable? Yeah, there's a specific repertoire of tunes from Donegal. There's a specific repertoire of tunes from East Clare. There's a specific repertoire of tunes from West Cork and Kerry down in the southwest mm-hmm. of Ireland. And they sound very, very different. They're different tune types. They're, they've got a different rhythmic vibe to them. And so, um, you know, if I were going into a session in Clare, I would not start a bunch of Highland Donegal flings. It would be silly. Um, it would just be stylistically inappropriate. It wouldn't fit in. That said, in 2020, (laughs) we all um, have access to recordings and everything all the time. Mm -hmm. Hence, it's easy to make recordings. So everybody's making recordings and we're all hearing each other and we're all influenced by everything. And so now it's a bit of a stew. And is that good in your mind? Um, You know, it... There are elements of (laughs) there are elements. It's like language. There are elements of style, you know, that change over time. Language evolves. It's a living thing. Mm -hmm. Music is a a living tradition is always changing. And so I think there are some beautiful regional accents that can get lost. Right. Mm. Chokes me up. Apparently, <laughs> you Literally know, there, choking. there are some nuances and there are some versions of tunes um, that definitely get swept away in the homogenization right. and the sort of yeah. free for all. Um, but there's so much creativity and innovation and new tunes and new ideas for tunes and new ideas for style and what's possible on the instruments that comes from mixing it all up. So it's definitely, you know. You um, gain some things and you lose some things. Interesting. Good way to put it. Thank you. Yeah, fascinating. So we're getting a little, I mean, we've been going for 45 minutes, so I don't want to keep you up too late, but I'm interested in how important the other elements of a session are beyond the music. How important is the fact that we're all sitting around together having a pint or sitting around together having a cup of tea? Or we're all, you know, in a specific location, sitting in a circle. Like, how important is the rest of that atmosphere in regards to the session itself beyond the music? Yeah, like super much. <laughs> like, um, it's, it's not a just about music. An Irish session is not just get together and play tunes. It's get yeah, together and the music and have a pint and have be a community and yeah. I mean, that's the purpose of it. It's communal music. It's meant to be played and played for dancing in the pub, ideally. You know, there's a a kindness and a nicety of sharing this music. And along with that, you might share 
you might share drinks. You might get up and buy a round of drinks for everybody. And then the next person might get up and buy a round of drinks for everybody. You might um, ask the young fiddle player there if she wants a soda. You might get a cup of tea for the older concertina player there. You know, doing these little things, sharing food, it, it's uh, it's kind of it makes the whole thing more intimate and it makes it more of a social endeavor. It makes it more fun. And it makes it more sort of just like a an extension of life. Like we could be doing anything. We could be doing a running club or playing chess. It doesn't really matter. Who cares? Just do something so that right. you're doing things together and having fun and using your brain and growing and, um, you know, getting more out of life. If we don't do things, we dry up. Right. And right. so doing them together, you know, doing a thing doing a thing, in my case, Irish music. Um, it means, and that's what my show is about, Irish music stories. It's like, we can look at parenting through an Irish music and dance lens. You know, Irish right. music and dance is something that we do, but a lot of us are parents. Irish music is something that we do, but boy, we all um, are humans with humor. And humor, when I, in my humor episode, oh my God, that one was heartbreaking. Humor <laughs> is serious. It's like everything. It's like um, armor, you know? It's like induction into a community. Really? It's like yeah. a way to show affection when you aren't from a very outwardly affectionate family. Like humor, really Barbie humor can be another really important part of playing this music. That's a super fascinating topic. I actually have a friend, uh, Ama Marfo, who is in, she's from Boston, and she gave a TEDx talk uh, about humor and how important humor is in your life. And mm. she's like a super introvert, and she's written a couple books on wow. extroverted introverts and all that. <laughs> and funny. she did this TED talk about um, about about humor, and it's maybe we, we can link to that in the show notes. Neat. It's really interesting, but doesn't really you know tie into music, so we're not we won't get too deep into yeah, it. Yeah, I think it does tie but, into um, Irish sessions though. Uh, you know, I did find like at first people were just so kind. Yeah. And the more that I started coming around, the more I felt like people were teasing me. <laughs> yeah. Which, like, means yeah. which means that you're welcomed now. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's what I finally figured out. When people you know, stop giving a you a hard time, then you know you're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, can I ask you, like, obviously, and, and this is fascinating, by the way. Thank you. This is this opens up a lot of a lot of different ideas in, in my eyes. Oh, good. It, it's it's a unique community world experience, and almost every time you go out and you would be playing, it's going to be this unique experience that a lot of people, if they either don't have an interest in Irish culture or Irish music or Irish tunes or anything, would probably be missing. So it's it's one of these really really special things that you've you've captured and you've you've obviously immersed into into your own world since you're from boston area or you're you're, you're in boston area is there anything that kind of compares in the same way to this i mean you, you mentioned running clubs and all that kind of stuff but like this is a very unique thing that a lot of people don't have any idea how deep these kind of connections and these kind of commitments and relationships can be and are through Irish music. Yeah, it is very unique. I don't know anything like this. Um, it seems like there's nothing that I can think of that, that mirrors this. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Dance. There's something, um, the fact that there's uh, tune playing and often dancing along with it, and it's in often a public place, 
it means that not only are the musicians who have maybe really internalized these tunes, and this means a lot to them, they put in a lot of time, you know, are having an experience in community through this music. But actually, you can have a lot of people in the pub who don't play or who are even newer to this, but they have powers of observation. Sure. And they can be part of the crack too. Right. And it can be very meaningful, I think, for everybody in the room if you're clued in. And that doesn't mean that you know lots about it, but just, you know, if you're paying attention to it, it can be an experience, I think, on many levels for many different participants. And you don't have to be a player and you don't have to be somebody who knows tons about it to enter in. One of my favorite um, members of our community in the Boston area, um, our friend Mike, is a very um, lover of Irish music. He doesn't play himself, but he is often the last one to leave. He will just, he's in there in the session He knows when the tunes are like when the changes are good. He knows a lot of the names of the tunes now. He can really pick up on when players are tucking in. You know, he's just really listening and he's part of the conversation in between the tunes. It's such a pleasure when Mike comes into the sessions because he he never plays a note, but he's still just as much a big part of it. Oh, yeah. And he's a total part of the vibe. He's a part of the hang. He's part of the session. So when Mike shows up, things improve. Yeah. And all of a sudden he brings his energy into into the session too. Yeah, he does. Wow, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Which is another example of it's not about the music. It's about the music, but it's not about the music. Yeah, you and know? my friend Laurel Martin had said this beautiful thing. It was something like we forget in this society that listening is a thing to do. You know, like you put on music while you're doing the dishes, yeah. while you're driving. Yeah, but you know, like to just sit down. And listen to music. <laughs> That's actually, you're doing something. Right. So I have to tell you, the show that you're on right now is called You're Not Listening. And our <laughs> whole thing. All the way home. Our no whole thing change. with this show is the reason we're looking at these songs, one you know, one song at a time. We say we teach you how to actively listen to music one song at a time. Because people hear music, but they're not listening. And, and it's a valuable our... thing to do. It's an important yep. thing to do. And it's actually a musical thing to do, to okay. listen, to be part of. And then to do that in a live setting that is sort of um, also woven into this uh, communal hang. You know, there are jokes as well. Like it, to actively listen and to be part of that and to not just listen with your eyes, but, you know, to really pay attention to what's going on, to observe. To be present. Yeah. Yeah. To be yeah. present. <laughs> yep. It really is such uh, an important thing to do. And, and, and those are the things I have to say, and I, I credit my son, Sean, for, for this. The, when we were in Dublin and we said, you know, we want Irish music and stuff and we weren't getting it. You go to Temple Bar, like, we don't want to hear, you know, Galveston. Thank you very much. We don't want to hear Johnny Cash. But to go and seek it out and we found it and and he said to me in one I think we were in Gus O'Connor's someplace he said this is what I came here for dad this is what we wanted because because it's Mm -hmm. just one of those things that you don't I didn't know what he meant by this until we were sitting there one row behind the the musicians and we were fully immersed in it as the old this is what they mean this is what it's going to come down to and and you, you have to like be present you have to live smell eat feel taste it to kind of mm-hmm. understand it. And then when you're part of it, it's special. It's very special. And for us, it tasted yeah. like whiskey, which was fantastic. And, <laughs> which is also and, special. And Guinness, yeah. right, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which was fine. Yeah. 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 So, and I mean, 
Dad, do you have anything else? There's, I can, no, we, I'm just. We, this I'm, conversation I'm, could go for another two hours, but yes, I don't can, can we just talk about this for the next six hours? I'll be fine. <laughs> no, this was fascinating. This is great. This is exactly what, and, and I kind of like I said, I didn't know what I didn't know, but I learned so much from this, and I hope some of the listeners do yeah. too. And we're oh, learning, cool. and hopefully, we'll be joining the community soon. Because yeah. I got, I yeah, got well, my. You're very welcome. I got my Irish tenor banjo. I'm learning, learning a few tunes. Got to get it set up. More well, correctly. hey, and uh, check out Kevin Griffin. You'll find it somewhere. He's a great banjo player from Doolin. Kevin Griffin. Kevin Griffin. I'll look him up. Has a wonderful, weird CD that is out, probably out of print, <laughs> but you'll find it somewhere. Oh, we could find it. We have we have I'll resources. <laughs> and dad and dad dad bought a little mini Boran and. So. Oh, great. Okay, <laughs> but cool. I think that's you need to get a bigger one because yeah, it's I want to get one that's big, that's bigger than a quarter. But that's all right. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so some someday, you know, it's going to take some time to. To learn these tunes and get the techniques down, but I'm really excited. I love the I love the music, so I really want to spend some time. Yeah, and you don't have to learn it all. You don't have to learn it all first. Learn a few, you know, properly and carefully and slowly, and then just Mm -hmm. go in with with full humility and say, "Hey, you know, I'm Sean. I'm learning the tenor banjo. I know these tunes. Mind if I sit in? It's okay. Nah, we're not going to do that. that We're going to go in and we're going to say we know Shannon. So you're going to let us in. (laughs) Yeah, and they're going to say we're going to do some name dropping. (laughs) Yeah, we're tight. So, (laughs) and you're going to be like, get these guys out of here. Close that door. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, they'll say, oh yeah, no, we heard you were coming. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. (laughs) We heard you had some good dad jokes. Yeah, (laughs) and he has the dad jokes, not me. He does. All right. Yeah. Um, so, Shannon, again, thank you so much for joining us. And maybe oh, we can have you on oh, again pleasure. to get in a little bit more detail and, and talk about Maybe we can talk about songs next time and ballads and love it. And uh, that love it. the importance of that when it comes to the, the trad music. But um, really appreciate Great. it. Happy Future yeah, St. Patrick's Day. And oh, um, thanks. And <laughs> all listeners, make sure that you uh, check out Irish Music Stories. It's it's very bingeable and it's really fascinating and I <laughs> oh, awesome. I love the show Thanks, and guys. I know you're off season you. right now but um you know excited for for the full episodes to come ramping in so cool so thank you thank you thanks for taking the time appreciate right. you being here yeah thanks for having me on the show I can't wait to hear it great yeah okay so, good luck guys thank, thank you, you. Yeah. bye Bye-bye. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com 
Pantheon.com. Code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 